Navigating today's real estate market can be tricky. Want to buy or sell a house, finance or insure a house, or stuck with a house and don't know what to do? Florida Talk Real Estate has been your local one-stop real estate shop since 2012. Get the advice you need from your local real estate pros. Here are your hosts, Jim DePola and Johnny C. Live on Real Radio. Yeah, that's right. We are live on the radio. That means it's Saturday morning. Time for two hours of infotainment. Thank you for being with us. Florida Talk Real Estate here on Real Radio. Whether you're listening on the old terrestrial radio, 92.1 or 101.7, maybe you got your free download, your iHeartRadio app. That makes us worldwide. And we go live streaming. I believe technology is on our side this morning. Join us live streaming on Facebook, Florida Talk Real Estate. On YouTube, that's Florida Talk Real Estate, LLC. Home of a ton of informational chunk videos. And again, Two hours of live streaming on a Saturday. I'm your boy, Johnny C., your air traffic control. Let me give you a toll-free number if you want to be involved with the program today with your questions, comments, concerns in the world of real estate. It's 877-927-6969. If you dial that up, it'll be answered by the melodious tones of our producer extraordinaire, Jimothy. Good morning to you, my friend. Hello, and good morning, Jonathan. How are you today? Fantastical. Thank you very much for asking. Hope you had a nice uh, April 20th. Sure. 420. Yeah, 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 I think the, so. As the kids might say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if not, Jimothy, I celebrated for us both. I promise you, my friend. No. Great to have you with us, as always. And it's always a pleasure to say That's good so morning. so dope. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's always a pleasure to say good morning to our fearless leader. Been doing it for uh, 11 plus years now, telling you he's a, running a top producing Keller Williams team. At Keller Williams Innovations, you'll find the Florida Home Pros team. And my guy, Jimmy D. Jim DePole is with us on a Saturday. Jimmy D, how you be? I'm doing great, Johnny. How are you doing today? Happy South Florida, everybody. My man. Nice to see you. That's so cool. Um, uh, I wanted to um, let everybody know that um, the chat with Jim is up now, Johnny. Oh, really? On uh, yes. FloridaTalkRealEstate.com? Yes, on FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. And on some of the posts we're putting out now, uh, some of our video posts and our email posts. Um, now all you have to do is just click a little button that says chat with Jim. You can set up um, a schedule according to my calendar. So you can go in there, figure out what time works for you, what works for me. And uh, we set up half-hour consultations at that point. Nice. So Excellent. any kind of questions you have, that that's not just if you want to buy a house or sell a house or invest in a house or do commercial property because we do all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. But um, we also help you with your um, questions on insurance, which we know is such a big deal. Let me tell you, Johnny, there's so much news that came out this week for insurance. If uh, Ross was here, Ross Camarinas of Brightway Insurance, we'd be spending— Juno Beach, by the way. Juno Beach, the only office. You know it. If, um, if Ross was around right now, uh, we'd be probably spending a half hour just talking about all the insurance news that happened this week. We had a new company come in. We had— um, more changes to insurance industry stuff. So hopefully next week we're going to get Ross on and talk about all that. Oh, yeah. Uh, very big stuff. Uh, man, insurance is turning into such a big deal. Yeah, it really has. Over the last couple of years, we've watched it just fester into a, a real issue for most homeowners. Absolutely. In Florida. A- absolutely. I yeah. just... Um, the rest of the nation, I don't know so much about. I think they kind of look at us and go, wow, why you guys got it so bad? And they're like, well, welcome to Florida. Yeah, yeah, we're Florida. We have the number one fraud in the nation. Yeah. And it, we don't care if it's mortgage fraud or insurance fraud. Ah, we're there. That's right. It's called domination. <laughs> we're <there>. Yeah. <laughs> Taking on the world next. So I know. It's like, uh, so it's really uh, kind of crazy. Um, so we always keep tabs on that. And also, there's a lot of um, government programs out there, Johnny, right now that uh, we've been talking about last week, Mike. 
um, was talking about how they're expanding the Mike Rao from the from the mortgage firm. The mortgage guy from the mortgage mortgage firm. Yep, yes. he decided he wanted the day off today, so I hope you enjoy. Ah, oh, Jesus, I another know, one. Slacker. What right? the That's slacker? <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. So, um, so with. Uh, uh, Mike, he explained last week that the Hometown Heroes program, which is a program we just used, I think, three weeks ago to close uh, Robert, one of our customers. Thank you for being a vet. Uh, he was able to use the Hometown Heroes program. Awesome. And he got – you're allowed to get up to $25,000 in that program for down payment uh, assistance and closing costs. Um, he got – Let's see. He got about fifteen thousand because of the purchase price he was in. That paid about half of the closing costs and down payments that he needed. Beautiful. So that's a big help to people. Yeah. Now they're going to be expanding it to all professions. Before um, it was about one hundred and thirty professions. So if you were a police officer or a firefighter or a government worker, an educator. Um, other parts of medical field that you wouldn't expect, like chiropractor and chiropractor assistants, dental hygienist, right. those kind of things were all included in the program. But if you were just like a truck driver or just working for a regular company down here... Didn't include you. Didn't include you. And so they changed it to a uh, a hometown heroes program for those kind of workers that are helping our infrastructure uh, to anybody that's living local. Now the program is called Live Local, where they're trying to get people to be able to, to afford to live down here. I'm telling you, we're becoming Manhattan and uh, San Francisco. We're very soon, uh, if things don't change, the people that are going to be working down here are not going to be able to live here, and the commutes are going to get longer and longer for the working class Joes like you and me. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. It, I, you, feel it, you feel it ramping up, don't mm-hmm. you? Yeah. It's really changing a lot. I cannot believe how many people I'm talking to right now. I've never seen this before. I'm not joking. This is no hype. In the 11 years we've been on the show, never heard more people leaving this area. Not necessarily Florida. Right, this but they area. want they want to leave South Florida. They want to leave where the people are. They want to right. get to less congested area. Right, uh, the slow field. I don't blame them. Yeah. So I, this is I, where, I totally get it. This is where the people have always been. But so, how long have you been in Florida, Jim? Seventy four. Okay, so a little so bit. You, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. You've watched it grow mm-hmm. tremendously. I mean, from nothing to wow. Uh, how long have you been here, Jimmy? Uh, since 2000, so, yeah, so 23 years. That's when I moved here, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a totally different world in that oh, yeah. 23 years. Yep, yep. I feel like our population, I feel like it's doubled. <laughs> when, <laughs> I, it, well, it's certainly in Port St. Lucie, <laughs> yeah, or St. Oh, Lucie yeah. County. Sure. And oh, that's where we both know, been. I, I know that more than I do and we're down here. T- St. Lucie's in the news. Port uh, St. Port St. Lucie, not the whole county, but Port St. Lucie's in the news. And we're going to talk about that later today, about this trend you're talking about, Jimmy. And... Um, the, the, what people are saying is they don't care if they have the fancy shopping and stuff like that or, like, like fancy restaurants to go to. They just want less traffic, right? Yep. They just want less traffic. They want to be able to get to— Put me in that group. To, Put me in that group. Yeah, I know. Jimmy's right there, right? Uh, they want to be able to go to the grocery store and come back and not be an hour and a half just for the drive back and forth. Well, so that's why places like, uh, you know, and I know everybody listening isn't totally familiar, but Westlake— which is out west, like mm-hmm. in the Loxahatchee area. That's what they're. In, that's an all-inclusive community where they're like, you don't have to leave the community, right? They're yeah, building exactly. it all in there. I guess that it that, makes sense why they're building that way now for the future, because because that's a future build that's been mm-hmm. coming up for a few years now, but it's mm-hmm. still going. 
But that's why it's being built that way because people are like, I'm not driving all over God's green earth. You're not going to be going. They're they're not going to be going east of 441 unless they have to go. They want to go to the beach. They want to go to a fancy dinner, which sure. And for all of us east of 441, we thank you for not coming east of 441. And but that's what's going to happen. Uh, People are not going to go. You know, east of 441, even uh, even higher end restaurants are going on up on there. I think one of the franchises for Okeechobee Steakhouse, one of my favorite restaurants, um, they have a, a new. Uh, I think it's called Prime or something out there. Mm. Uh, they have a new restaurant coming out in that area, um, so they're even getting the fancier restaurants out there. You know what I expect uh, Westlake to be in that whole area? Um, I really expect it to be the next Weston. It's going to be the Weston of Palm Beach County. Okay. And Weston, when I grew up, Weston was just cow pastures and that's it. Cow pastures and Everglades when I was growing up. Weston kind of evolved, and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they kind of evolve into like some timeshare aspect too? I don't remember that, to be honest with you. What I remember was it was affordable housing when housing crunches is in the 90s. Well, wait a minute. When does Westlake become affordable? No, no, Weston, Weston. Okay, but Weston was. When yes. does Westlake become affordable? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Johnny, to be honest with you, I understand that people think it's like crazy, crazy, but you can get a 3-2 uh, single-family home, three-bedroom, two-bath in Weston, for in the fives. I was going to say 500,000. Yeah, but it's going to be 580, 550, somewhere around there, but in the fives. And if you think about it, in Loxahatchee, three-bedroom, two-bath home with a pool is like in the mid-fives to the upper fives most of the time if it's in good shape. With some land. Yeah, with some, well, that's true, with some land, but some people don't want the land, and true. some people want the city water or the city sewage. I get that. You know what I mean? Well. So. So there's a lot of there's a lot of trade-offs out there, but that community is changing a lot. What I'm most concerned about out there, because I'm thinking of buying uh, later this year. I'm in the process of trying to buy. And um, well, I know you've had your feelers out for at least the year. January. Yeah. Well, actually, January is when I really started right. seriously. That's what I do. Exactly what I tell my customers. I set up a search of exactly what I'm looking for. I'm not in a rush. I set it up. I know every single three-bedroom, two-bath pool home in Palm Beach County that's under 600000 I know every single one of them. All right. With that said, 877-927-6969. Let's pull them up. So, yeah. So uh, with, um, with those homes, um, you know, so what I do is, is I check pretty much every day. And then I'm looking at not just the actives. I'm looking at the pendings. I'm looking at the solds. And I'm looking at the uh, back-on-market. And the expired and it canceled. Now, the reason why I'm doing that, and Jimothy, you should be doing this too. I am. Okay, the yep. reason why you're doing that is you're really trying to get a feel of the market, especially if you're not ready to buy right this second and you're ready to pounce right now. It's really great to understand the market in a much granular level of what you're looking for. When I'm talking about the market, not the whole real estate market, I'm talking about your market, what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And then that way, when you are ready to make a move, or if there's a spectacular deal, and once in a while they're, they're out there right now, um, that you can be educated enough to pounce on the deal right away, right? There was a house in downtown Lake Worth I did put an offer on uh, just recently. It was a tiny, tiny little cracker, uh, little, what do they call them, the cracker houses or the Key West houses? Um, it was like 850 square feet to one, Ooh, 1931, yeah. wood frame home on floor joists, not the monolithic uh, monolithic uh, 
foundation, you know, right. the cement foundation on the floor, Joyce Foundation. But the house was completely fixed up. It had impact windows, newer roof, new kitchen, new uh, bathroom. The flooring was all Miami-Dade County hardwood. I loved it, right? Uh, they really fixed up the house nice. It was being used as an Airbnb. Normally wouldn't be interested in a little tiny house like that, but there were two things that made me put an offer on it. Number one, uh, it had a pool, because I have to have a pool, right? And which is really unusual in that area of uh, Lake Worth. And the second thing was the area itself. It was in downtown Lake Worth, two blocks north of Lucerne Avenue, in that entertainment district. Cool. Walking distance. Walking distance with, yeah, you could just roll out of your house, walk two blocks, right? And you live could, music, live music, arts and uh, bars, <laughs> arts and crafts. There's always something yeah, going on in downtown Lake Worth. <laughs> yeah. And downtown, downtown Lake Worth isn't a, um, isn't as costly as if you're going to Meisner Park or Delray Beach on Atlantic Avenue or even Clematis Street in West Palm. Lake Worth is like a little reprieve from all those super expensive. I mean, you can actually go down to town Lake Worth and not pay 12 bucks for a cup of coffee. <laughs> right? So, well, that's a bonus. How about yeah. that? <laughs> I remember when Atlantic Avenue first started really wow. starting to grow in about 15, 20 years ago. And I went down there and me and my old business partner, Rob, were there. And uh, we were having some, we were having after dinner drinks. We had a coffee, and okay. the coffees were 12 bucks at the restaurant. I was like, Really? Are you kidding me? Nice. So, and that was 20 years ago, right? So, damn. Yeah. So, you know, it isn't like that. It isn't like that in Lake Worth. So, I was like, and the price was phenomenal. It was $375,000, right? Eight. But it was an 800-square-foot home. I know you're laughing. But it's for, crazy. But you got a pool. And again, location, location, location. Yep. And yep. my idea was I'm going to buy that house. I'm going to live in it to another six months, maybe a year. Um, and my plan was is to turn it into an Airbnb again as soon as I decided what other house I was going to buy. Right? Sure. Um, turn in the offer. Uh, the house went under contract in four days. I didn't even have a chance to go look at it because I was so busy that week. So I missed out. I was like, oh, darn, I missed it. Then it went back on market. So a couple of Saturdays ago, right after the show, I raced over there because they were having an open house to look at it. There had to be 20-something families looking at this house. Uh, so I put my offer in, what I was willing to pay. I was pretty sure I wasn't going to get it, but you can't get it if you don't ask, right? Sure. So, so we went ahead and turned the offer. Didn't get the house. No big deal. I wish the people that did get the house, hope you have many years of enjoyment. But if it goes back on market, I'm turning an offer back in. <laughs> Do you know what it went for? I don't. We only know that it was under, you know, it was at 375 when it went under contract. So gotcha. we won't know until then. But um, we're going to be getting into this. Uh, well, let's see. What time is it? You got plenty of time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plenty yeah. of time. 877-927-6969. If you'd like to be involved with the program, something we're talking about, something on your mind. Of course, we got a bunch of answers. I got Jimmy D right here. But if we can't get you the answer on air, we'll absolutely get that for you off air. And speaking of off air, if you're not comfortable being on the radio, always remember Florida Talk Real Estate is a dot com. Your one stop real estate shop. Find us on Facebook and YouTube. Saturdays, we live stream as well. That's Florida Talk Real Estate. Facebook, YouTube. And a dot com, your one stop real estate shop. Hey, thank you, Johnny. Um, just wanted to give some shout outs. Uh, good morning, Francis. Good morning, Susan. Uh, they're on our Facebook, YouTube channels. Uh, don't forget, everything is a rerun over there, so you can catch any part of the show. And the other thing I wanted to mention is, Johnny, our Facebook page, we've been slowly turning in um, uh, videos through our. Um, 
our company, uh, I think it's called U-Turn, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I feel so bad. Cam is my camera guy up in t- Tennessee, Ohio. There's two guys working with us. And they've been putting some videos together for us for the last uh, month and a half now. And uh, we had over 30,000 views in the last 20-something days. Awesome. So uh, a lot of people are watching those videos. Really good information in there. So go to our Facebook page or YouTube page, Florida Talk Real Estate, and uh, check that stuff out. Well, a lot of people watching does tell you there's good information there for sure. So yeah, that's that true. It's starting, to, it's starting to build. So I'm really excited about that. And don't forget, anytime you want to catch me, just go over chat with Jim on our website, and uh, you can schedule an appointment where I'm going to call you back. I'm going to be the one calling you, okay? Uh, not some other person. It's going to be Jimmy D. is going to be calling you and trying to get your questions answered, whatever they may be. And theoretically, in the time frame allotted, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We're really going to try to keep them to 30 minutes or less. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes. Sometimes your questions could be done very quickly. I don't, you know, don't think... We have to be on for 30 minutes. But uh, if it gets more detail than that, we'll just reschedule an appointment. There it is. So uh, yesterday, the 21st was yesterday, right? Yes. Correct. So yesterday, uh, the market reports came out for March for the local MLS market reports, right, for the uh, Realtors Association of the Palm Beaches. So this is a pretty big deal because um, – so much stuff has been happening with this market. So what did I say, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, about the best time of the year to uh, the strongest season is actually spring, not summer yeah, in Florida. Yep. And we actually said that this week, the week we're talking about right now, is the biggest week uh, to list your house and get the best results statistically, uh-huh. right? Uh, April 23rd, I think, was the exact date or something. So. We tomorrow. got till tomorrow. Yeah. So if you want to list your house tomorrow, give me a call. I'll list it tomorrow. Yeah, if you're way into the stats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're really into that yeah. stuff, uh, <laughs> give me a call. We'll do it right now. So um, the stats to me are really important because uh, this market has been so interesting as to everything that's been going on. And uh, uh, the spring season is holding. Um, remember last week? I mean, last month, Johnny, when. Uh, I said that the amount of sales was really amazing, that we were under 1,000 sales uh, for single-family homes in Palm Beach County for February. And um, and maybe it was January. I don't know. But we're under 1,000. We're normally at somewhere between 1,500 and 1,800. So to be under 1,000 was quite a bit. Well, this month we're doing very good. Um, we're back up to— We're talking about March, right? March. We're back up for single-family homes. Um, in Broward County, we had 1,200, almost 1,300. St. Lucie County, which is much smaller, they had 545, which is still much better than it was over the last couple months. Uh, Palm Beach County, I'm going to stick with these three counties because uh, Indian River County, Martin County, and Dade County are pretty much following the trends of these three counties, so we don't get too confusing. And... Um, and in Palm Beach County, we had almost 1,500, 1,465 sales, very strong uh, compared to a couple months earlier. Uh, just to give you an example, February, 975 versus four, 1,465 now. So we're almost 500 
uh, 500 more, which is significant. That's almost a 50% increase month over month. Sure. So now, the uh, interest rates had a big run of where they were pushing down, pushing down. It was like six, seven weeks, right? It was mm-hmm. right in that time frame too, uh, wasn't it? Five, we made five weeks in a row. The sixth week, this week, uh, we went up. So we broke the we broke the fever, if you oh, will. That was through this week. So now we're not really talking about March too much, then, huh? Yeah, we're not we're not there yet. Yeah. So um, so the last five weeks we were down. This week we went up, um, but people were locking in. I had a feeling that March was going to be a strong month. I mentioned that on the last show, and the reason why I felt that was because of the pendings. Uh, the pending sales are up a lot. Uh, right now, which means that April April stats should be very strong too, and probably May. Uh, pending sales. Hold on here. Sorry, hold on. Come on, come on. Where is it? Oh, new pending sales. Okay, pending sales for March. Uh, this is March, so that means they went pending sometime in March. Mm-hmm. Fifteen hundred and eighty-four pending. What, what county? Uh, Palm Beach County. So I expect another 1,400 closings or more in uh, April. So that's looking pretty good. Now, the other thing is very interesting are prices, okay? Everybody, so when you talk to people out in the everyday world, Johnny and Jimothy, because I know that you're both uh, like having your eyes on the uh, real estate right now, (laughs) would you say they were in a good real estate market or a bad real estate market? For buyers? Uh, just in general, because the sellers and the buyers are, you know, I think sellers would feel pretty, you know, optimistic because at mm-hmm. least they had value in their homes. They mm-hmm. might not, you know, be getting these over the top huge cash value offers, but I think they'd feel strong. I don't think I don't I don't run into anybody looking to buy. Right, right. Literally, You're not seeing yeah. That. And what about you, Jimothy? What do you think about overall? It feels like the overall market is pretty good, if not stronger. It is. On the stronger side. It is getting on the stronger side. So this idea that we're going to have this huge crash, I'm not saying it isn't going to happen. Where do you see that, though? Because I don't don't really hear that. I don't, oh, I don't no, hear. Oh no, I hear people. Oh, crash. you cannot believe the conversations oh. I have when I'm I'm calling the database. Uh, the, so are, they, are these buyers saying I'm waiting for the crash? Mm-hmm. That's uh, exactly what they're. That's so these exact- are the same people, though, Jim, in the database that I talked to that were waiting two years ago. Still now they're so they're waiting for a different pendulum to swing. Now we're, it's it's a it's a that's a tough game. It, You're always waiting for something at that point. Exactly. Uh, we're going to go into deep into that because I have a segment we're going to talk about a little later. Is like, what is the secret number for interest well, rates? What exactly are you waiting for? Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Well, you're going to be surprised. At, at, you know, at 3 4%, the values were climbing up. They're like, oh, the market's too hot. I'm going to wait. And it's like, well, well, you're missing again. Now you're missing again. I know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you're it, miss, you keep missing it. It's like they're stuck in this choppy water yeah, and they're just getting churned around all over the place and getting bounced around, yeah. but they're not doing anything. They're well, scared money don't win right yeah yeah exactly and there's so many segments we're going to be talking about today related to that so um so here's here's the thing um let's see with the new down payment assistance program that's coming out right to expand to more people i expect that's going to bring more buyers into the market um you know this year we've been kind of flat as far as interest rates uh we started out at 6.48 uh, today we're at. Hold on here one second. I don't. I thought I had it memorized, but I don't. We're at six point three nine today. The lowest we got 
this year was I think uh, six point six point two seven or something like that. So really, we've been hanging out, hanging out between six and a quarter and six and a half the whole year. Right. So these these it's pretty. I mean, we're we're really splitting hairs though. I mean, those are nominal quarter, quarter point is yeah, not the right, end of the right. world no. numbers. And if they're if they're they if you're on the on, right on the edge, you're at the tippy top. Then yeah, it can change your world. But if it's not, you know, that's a those are nominal swings. Yeah, exactly. If you're really reaching, that could really right. hurt you. That but a quarter you. point swing, we go through that all the time. That's just a normal variance that we see as right. realtors and and mortgage brokers and things like that all the time. So this whole thing, waiting on the sidelines. Don't know what you're waiting for because what do you expect to change because we've been so consistent so far? The other thing is a strong sign that the market is improving is the million-dollar homes. Remember I was saying a couple months ago the $1 million to $3 million market was kind of weak? We had 9.8 months of inventory. Right now in Palm Beach County for, no- for all single-family homes, we only have 3.2% inventory, uh, 3.2 months of inventory. So to have 9.8 months of inventory for the 1 million to 3 million was very high. It was actually a buyer's market. Well, now that shrunk back down to 6.2 months of huh. inventory. So six months is a normal market. That's the first time we hit a six anywhere in so long. So six months means it's a neutral market. That means it's not a buyer's market and it's not a seller's market because if there was no other houses put on the market based on current sales, it would take six months to gobble up all the inventory. How's your time, Johnny? There so it is. There you go. Yep, that's there it. it goes. So that's another indication that I don't need another tiny house, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? So that is another indication that the market is starting to stiffen up a little bit again uh, after all this floppiness that's going on. So we're not seeing it buckle. And then, um, and another thing happened is again, South Florida is super high compared to the rest of the nation for price appreciation. So the buyers are really getting hurt right now and the fact that um, if they're waiting for the interest rates to drop, the prices are still going up. And the drop in the interest rates are not going to offset the price increases that we've been seeing over the last eight months or so. Well, they're not going to drop to what you hope they're going to drop to. Again, I think Mm -hmm. people are thinking threes and fours are going to be a reality and that I don't. Like, we're going to be in rough time. If that happens again, we're in bad, bad place. <laughs> and You know what I'm saying? I totally know what you're yeah. saying. And, and check this out. I didn't, I didn't even notice that this stat was on here. Uh, there's a stat that they come out with every month, and uh, I forgot to take a look at this, and I thought it was very fascinating, so I want to show you, um, is foreclosures and short sales, right? So... Everybody's waiting for the market to crash. So check this out. We had 1,458 closed sales in March. How many of them, and let's just add them together, how many of them were of the 1,458? Palm Beach County. In Palm Beach County. Uh How many of them were foreclosures and short sales? Oh. Of 1,458. Oh, 40 of them? What do you think, Timothy? Um, I was going to go by percentage, like 2%. So 2% but would be 30? 30, yeah, okay. So Seven. Seven. <laughs> seven. And the so whole we, county. We both, we both overshot yeah. the runway. The, yeah, the yeah. whole county, seven, right? Which is one half of 1%. That's our foreclosure rate right now, pretty much. So, okay? so when we were talking about mindset and conversations and how they've changed and how they've stayed the same, 
a lot of the quote unquote waiters that we've spoken to over the last couple of years, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, was I'm waiting for the foreclosures because they felt like it's something's got to correct in a way. And it's like, well, it's, it's not happening. It's just, well, guess what happened a year earlier? How many? Oh, say a year earlier at this time, we had 1,575 sales. Hmm. Okay. How many short sales and foreclosures were sold that month a year ago? Gosh, I would think right. even less. Yeah, right around the same or, or a tiny bit less. 15. Yeah. 15 uh, oh, total. Oh, actually, double. double. Yeah, so huh. 1%. Huh. Right? That, one, a little under 1%. Still massively still low. Still massively I mean, low. Yeah. Now, normal foreclosure rate uh, or people missing out on the mortgages is normally 1% to 3% of the MLS market. Oh, so we're just kind of in a normal market when it comes to mm-hmm. foreclosure rates in, in Palm Beach County. So everything right now is looking like if you don't like this market and you're waiting for something else to happen, I don't know what else is going to happen because this is kind of the way the market is. And here's the and, – and there's actually some good things. Uh, the good things are is the interest rates didn't continue to climb. I was very concerned in November when we hit 708. Do you remember at the beginning of that year, Johnny, I mentioned – and, Jimothy, do you remember I mentioned that they said they were going to start jacking up the rates? Remember the mm-hmm. Fed said they were going to sure. jack up yeah. the rates? And everybody was predicting by the end of this year, oh, end of last year, that we would be barely at five, right? Okay. And I was like, no way, that's not happening. We are going to go way higher. If they start jacking up the rates, even though it's not tied directly to the mortgage rates, the Fed Reserve rate is not tied. The last time we did this in 2018, we saw massive rate increases, and that's what happened. But the good news is, even though we went up that high, We've never even come close to that, knocking on wood, never even come close to that since then. So hopefully that this is more of a trend where we're kind of flattening out. Um, we're going to get more into interest rates a little later. Well, but- as long as it's cooled off the market, though. I mean, that's because remember, the whole reason was to tamper inflation. Obviously, we, the Fed needed to raise their rates because they've been mm-hmm. artificially, though, through the quantitative easing, through all the all last that. 15 years of chaos, mm-hmm. right, plus. So... And the reason we're in the position we're in, it's all tied together. It all siphons together and down in the same drain. Mm-hmm. But So they've needed to do it. But clearly through the idea of we're doing this to tamper inflation, which is a global aspect, they're trying to control it nationally. We sat here on this radio station Saturdays after Saturday after Saturday going, they're just clearly trying to slow down the housing market. Mm-hmm. It sort of has worked. As you indicated, the market's doing well. It's like so it resilient. It didn't throw the brakes on it. It just kind of it it just kind of pumped them a little bit because it was running wild. Pumped the brakes a little bit. They still need to do it probably a little bit more. But I think they're they're kind of happy settling in where it is, which is why we're floating right around where we're at. I think if we ended up at the end of this at six between six and five seven five and six and a half, yeah. right? If we landed somewhere in between there, and that was it. That was as good as it's going to get. For the future, that's great. Though. I think the feds and everybody would be so happy with that situation because we'd be getting back to more normal interest rates. The Fed Reserve has a cushion because they have those rates up so high right now. We're at five percent for the Fed Reserve. We're at zero. What's sad um, is the consumer should be thrilled with that too. But yeah. what that is, we are so poisoned. <laughs> That there's never going to be any like, man, I'm winning at five and a half percent. Like we're, that shit, that mindset doesn't exist anymore. We're, we're definitely spoiled about that. Wow, and it happened quick. 
It did. Yeah. It happened very quick. Hey, um, let's go ahead and take a break. Okay. And on the flip side, we're going to talk about the 15 cities with the highest appreciation last year. Hmm. And one of them is really going to surprise you. Really? Yes. All right. Well, stick around. If you got any questions, you want to jump into the show, you can do that. You can dial it right now, 877-927-6969. Jim, if you'll line you up during the break, you make that call. We'll take that call. Of course, if you're not comfortable on the radio, totally understand. Always remember, Florida Talk Real Estate is a .com. Your one-stop real estate shop. Find us on Facebook and YouTube as well, Florida Talk Real Estate, and we go live stream on all the above on a Saturday. Thanks for being with us. No matter how you're getting in, it's great to have you with us on a Saturday. Florida Talk Real Estate right here on Real Radio. Florida Talk Real Estate with Jim DePola and Johnny C. Got a question for the show? Call us live at 1-877-927-6969. I'll say it again, y'all. 877-927-6969. We are live on a Saturday. Two hours of infotainment is what we promise you. Nine until 11. We get you to the locker room. We, well, that's me, Johnny C., your air traffic control producer extraordinaire. Jimothy's with us on a Saturday. Hello, my friend. Hello, hello. Good morning, gentlemen. And good morning to our fearless leader. I've been telling you for 11-plus years, he runs a top-producing Keller Williams team, the Keller Williams Innovations Office. You will find the Florida Home Pros team and my guy, Jimmy D. There's Jim to pull, everybody. How are you, my friend? Uh, doing great, Johnny. Doing great. Thank you for reminding me. You just said Keller Williams Innovation, which is the office that I my, my team is based out of. Um, and we are doing a charity uh, fundraising drive, and I wanted to mention it today, and I forgot to put it in my notes. So thank you, Johnny. Um, we have a thing called um, May Day, with this, which is on May 11th for Keller Williams. And it is a, I don't know what you would call it, an what do you call it when you honor somebody? Uh, honoring somebody? Yeah. yeah. It says, it's what's, called what's honoring her, what's somebody. What's her birthday, right? A tribute. A, a tribute. A tribute. Yes, yes, it's a tribute to one of the founders of our company, Mo Anderson, who was just a really dynamo and helped create this company when Keller Williams had like one office and like 50 agents. And now we have over 200,000 agents around the world in like 44 countries. Yeah, it's a it's it's a little it's different. A little now. player. Yeah. 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 So Mo was very uh, involved in that. And Mo also was a, a huge believer in giving back to people. So every time that and, and she was so loved in the company, uh, she stepped down as CEO, but she's still very involved in the company. Um, but everybody loved her so much, they always wanted to do stuff for her birthday. And she used to say, ah, don't do anything for me. Do something for somebody else, and that will make my birthday. So we turned it into May Day many, many years ago. And uh, on May 11th, Mo's birthday, all the agents around the world go out and do some kind of charity help to impact the community. It's oh, a really wow. awesome thing. Yeah, that's that great. cool. Sometimes we've been with Habitat Humanity and spend right. the day building stuff. Other times we found people that were at need and like went over and painted their house ourselves or I need, spruced I need, up the house. My house needs yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll try to do Johnny next week. Uh, <laughs> I need my pool resurface. Can you, can you guys go do that? I'll make sure it's so, nice and clean I'm by joking, the 11th. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, this year, uh, what we're going to do, Keller Williams uh, KW Innovations, is we're trying to raise um, um, items for the Knights. Now, this is a long name, but it's an awesome group. It's Knights of Pythagoras Mentoring Network, or KOPMN. 
So either way, it's not a very well-written thing. Um, one of my long-term, uh, long-time associates when I used to work at the Sun Sentinel, C. Ron Allen, founded that group over 30 years ago. Um, he has been running that shop charity basically out of his pocket for 30 years with the help of a bunch of other uh, government officials. So what happened was when C. Ron started doing this is to help at-risk kids. So he started like an after-school program to keep kids out of trouble. And then um, as he continued to do it, the city officials in Delray, because he was doing most of this in Delray Beach, um, the city officials started saying, hey, what is this guy trying to accomplish? And the next thing you know, the city officials and community organizers like Frank McKinney, they had gone over there and uh, really helped out that group. And um, now C-Ron, now this year, we're going to try to help C-Ron. So what they need is, is they need um, clothes for kids, basically from elementary school all the way up to high school, right? Uh, clothes, you know, good clothes for kids, uh, school supplies, also food. A lot of these kids, believe it or not, when I was um, working as a volunteer back in the day, a lot of these kids were only getting their food from the school lunch program. Oh, I do believe Because they're, in, you know, of the impoverishment of the kids that C-Ron's trying to impact. They still have free lunch and breakfast at schools. They, We're not in a pandemic. We still have that. They that do. That shows absolutely. you the need. Oh, it's just expanding, exists. too. Yep. And, and you cannot believe, I think it's sometimes some of these schools are six or seven out of ten of the kids qualify for that program. Right. So, I mean, it's really important. And to watch the kids, you know, you hear kids are hungry or whatever, and you might not really understand what's going on um, if you've been blessed enough not to have to be at risk with food. That's right. But um, but when I was volunteering, the first couple of times I went there, the kids were just lounging around in like this room and just laying down and watching TV or sleeping. And they were like fifth graders and eighth graders and ninth graders. And I was like, when I was that age, I was running around riding bikes Playing soccer, throwing football. Uh, you playing, sound like that uh, guy now, gatekeeper over here. Get off my lawn. <laughs> but but I was like, why are these kids just lying around? And it's then the counselors era. told me, no, it wasn't a different era. What they said was is that the kids were hungry because they hadn't eaten anything since the school lunch. Oh, well, that could be. But and it's they, also a very different era. Kids yeah. don't go out and ride bikes anymore. Yeah. They sit on their But iPads. that's not the point yeah. I'm trying to make. <laughs> right. The point I'm trying to make is, is the kids were famished. Yeah, that's And nice. it was heartbreaking. And so what we started doing was is we started bringing, like, pizza and soda. Uh, and then we watched the kids start getting more energy and, like, wanting to do stuff, like, with us. And then it was really sad that we were watching. If there was any pizza left over, the kids were fighting over who was going to bring it home to their parents or their, their family. So then we realized you can't just feed kids pizza and soda. So we started like coming in with like rotisserie chickens and salads and yeah, nourishment, fruit juices, right. like real stuff. And it just shows you like how much need is out there. So anybody that would like to help with this, uh, you can uh, donate items. You could donate cash. Just give us a call at the 888 number and say, I want to get involved in that in any way. And we'll come out by probably if we need to, we can have you drop by any Keller Williams office in the area. We have so many. Uh, to drop off items and give us a call and find out what the exact need is. And we'd love to uh, get the help for that. So it's 888-973-7828.
or just go to floridatalkrealestate.com and click chat with Jim. Because, yes, I'll chat with you about that. There you go. <laughs> or leave a message on Facebook as well, Florida Talk Real Estate. Remember, floridatalkrealestate.com. Very cool, Jim. May 11th. Awesome. Yeah, May 11th. So we're going to keep pushing this every week. So please come out and help. We'd love it. Next thing, uh, top cities with the 15 highest price appreciation in 2022. Now, this is nationwide. Okay. So um, how many cities out of the 15 cities, and these are cities, not metropolitan statistical areas. So these are apparently exact cities. So if they were, for example, to say Miami, Miami would be Miami. But if it's, if it's a metropolitan statistical area and it says Miami, that means Miami, Broward, and Dade. Right. Okay, so we're talking cities only. Um, how many cities do you think are coming from the south? Not just Florida, but the south. That's what I like about the south. Uh, ooh, I would think Florida would dominate. Florida and Texas, I would think, would be your dominating southern ooh, states. Ooh, I mean, yeah. what, why am I eliminating Georgia? Yeah. In North Carolina and South Carolina. I shouldn't eliminate them. And actually, I? I think uh, I would think Nevada, too, because they've been building up out there, right? Where at? Like Nevada. Yeah, but he said, the, so- he said the South yeah. was driving the numbers. So I'm thinking I, I was going only Texas and Florida, but Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina. So how many cities? So, yeah, the so there's a bunch of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so out of the 15, all of them but two are in the South. Isn't that amazing? Well, I guess when, I, when I'm rattling off the states and yep. everybody's moving to, right? Yep, exactly. And um, and six. Would you consider Tennessee the South? You probably would yeah. too, huh? Yeah, Tennessee yeah, is the South. Still the South. Yeah, for sure yeah. the South. Yeah. For so, sure, for sure. I've been to Tennessee. That's the South. So <laughs> when you're in West Palm, you know, you got to go north to get south. <laughs> I know, that's true. Or you got to go yeah. north to get south. Yeah. Or so even true. Port St. Lucie. Y'all know. Yeah. The more north you go, the more south you get. Exactly. And, uh, um, out of the out of the fifteen cities, so thirteen of them are in the south, and of those thirteen in the south, six are in Florida. Huh. And I thought that was kind of interesting. So um, now the ones that aren't in the south, it feels it feels like it. Yeah. By the way, yeah. oh yeah. 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 yeah, certainly. Yeah. The ones that weren't in the south uh, um, was Oshkosh, Wisconsin, with huge price appreciation. Huge price appreciation. That's it, a college town, isn't it? Yeah, Oshkosh like is a college town. Madison right. or something. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Nope, it is. And uh, the other one would be, huh, I guess, oh, no, there it is. Okay, I, I was like, that. that's still south. Fargo, North Dakota. What? Fargo, North Dakota had huge price appreciation, right? Yeah, because of the movie. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So Fargo, but huh. what I found what is they, interesting. They drilling oil up again, what up there again, do? or something. Why Fargo? <laughs> well, the Wisconsin it, blows me away too. Like, yeah. what is happening? Yeah, it didn't explain why those two cities. The article didn't explain why those two cities made the highest appreciation. We'll get into the numbers appreciation hmm. in a second, but Port St. Lucie came in number fifteen in the whole country for highest appreciation last year. Go Pizzle, Port St. Lucie. Go mm-hmm. Port St. Lucie. So I figured it's let's take a look me. at Port St. <laughs> Lucie's stats. Right. So in Port St. Lucie, the median sales price right now for last month in March for single-family home was three hundred and seventy-five thousand. 
Now, in Palm Beach County, it was 575000 just to show you the difference right. uh, between the counties for the median sales price, right? So three seventy-five for Port St. Lucie. We had almost 1,500 sales in Palm Beach County last month for single-family homes. Port St. Lucie, 545 Now, that isn't licensed. That isn't a great number compared to last year. We're still way down. But um, St. Lucie always sells way less houses than Palm Beach, Broward, or Dade because there's less population and less home, you know, less people moving there overall. So um, St. Lucie is just doing really, really well with appreciation right now. And uh, the other areas— And an even smaller number typically between Palm Beach and St. Lucie, Martin County— <laughs> Even has like smaller numbers typically than St. Lucie County. It's just there's not a lot. Sometimes a huge there's ton of like fifty sales County. there that month. Yeah, like fifty. Martin, like- <laughs> Martin County people just don't move out of. They just they're like, no, we're good. We're yeah. staying right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when it, when they have 50, 50 sales a month, when those happen, when that happens, and I sell a house there. I'm like, ooh, ooh got I got Martin. 2% of the market. <laughs> yeah. I control 2% of the single-family home market in Martin County that month. Yeah, right? Martin County's such an outlier <laughs> there in the middle. Yeah, you know? it is. It, really it is. always you, has been. It is, a great, it is a great little area. It is. People don't talk about it too much. Well, it's just because they have no option to get in there. You're not getting into Martin County. So, You're just not. And they're just opening up new development now, and people are having a conniption fit about it. It's <laughs> like, you haven't built anything in how long? I'm joking. That's but why they like, like it, right? But you know what? What were you going to ask, Jimothy? Well, I did. You... You opened up my search to mm-hmm. Martin County, too, and I think two houses yeah, came up. <laughs> right, because of the price point. But, you know, Okeechobee, though, in Martin County, I think that's in Martin County, right? Yeah, Okeechobee's in Martin County, right? Mm-hmm. Okeechobee is Okeechobee County, County. Is it in Okeechobee? Mm-hmm. I'm being silly. That area is starting to get a little hotter, believe it or not. Yeah. People are starting to actually starting to look that's there a little bit. The only way you can go is west. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, but, I, um, I mean, if you want to get away from, you know, again, the, the hustle and bustle. The hustle and bustle yeah. and price points. Yeah, yeah, and price yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for price appreciation, the highest price appreciation last year, according to this report, was in Farmington, New Mexico, where they had a 20% growth of price appreciation year over year from oh. 21 to 2022. Man. Now, this is the other thing I found interesting. Palm, now, they have St. Lucie County. This report has St. Lucie County at 399 is the price it ended up in 2022. Right, so they're saying that the single-family homes, the median sales price was three ninety-nine. Now, the local stats say three seventy-five. So you know it is what it is. Nobody's going to be exact because everybody looks at these stats differently. But we're in the ballpark, ballpark. right? We're in the right. ballpark. Yep. So here's another thing I found interesting: of the fifteen cities, only two of them had a higher price point than St. Lucie. So St. Lucie was the third highest price point. Of these fifteen cities, oh, at so three ninety nine, tells you that the Florida population growth is uh, higher price points. Then, huh? Well, it, what I would, it, what I'm seeing from these statistics is that there's a lot of low price points that are starting to get huge appreciation, and people are moving there. And I think it's because of the price, you know, that they're moving there because it's so affordable. Uh-huh. I think this is all more about affordability. Sure, but and and St. Lucie County is super affordable. In South Florida, that's our affordable yeah. price point is right there if you want to stay in the South Florida area. Isn't that amazing? We're talking about almost $400,000, and we're calling that affordable. Affordable. That is phenomenal. So, that shows you the strength of our market. Exactly. Yeah. And and there's only two other areas, and they were both in Florida, that had higher price points in this list of 15. Uh, North, 
uh, Sarasota Bradenton, $520,000 price point. Um, it increased by 19.5%. That was the number two city, right? And that was a pretty high price point. But Naples, um, Naples and Marco Island, 802 802000 for the average price or median sale price point. That had 17% appreciation. So P- Port St. Lucie eight, had... Tw- eight, 802? 802 is the uh, median sales price over there. <laughs> and they had 20% appreciation. So 802 minus 20% is 160. So you were at 640. No, no, you were at 540 a year ago. And then it went up to 802. So it's funny. I talk about I'm like 400000 affordable. And then I think about it, I'm like... Not to me, it's not. I'm like, hey, <laughs> no, and to who? Like, to who is 400000 Because, like, I do, I, I know our price point. Like, I'm going to require proceeds from the sales of two homes to be able to put on a home to yeah. get it down to where I can afford it. And that's when I start making the money I need in order to afford it. Yep. What a wild, wild time. Yeah, it is. It, it, it but, is. A, you it, know, it's fascinating, Jim. You've been through so many kind of ups and downs in the markets, but this this market still you're you're busy. I mean, it's resilient. We, we can use some some listings for sure, right? But mm-hmm. you're you're busy out there. The market is resilient, and home it buyers is. and sellers just ride the waves. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's really interesting. Now, the other thing I thought that was interesting about this story is the price appreciation. We were at twenty. We were at twelve percent. I think like eight of these eight of these properties were I'm sorry I'm losing where I'm at uh, like eight of these properties were um, I'm sorry just bear with me here um jeez I can't find this anywhere I have so much stuff on my screen uh, they, <laughs> time to close some windows yeah I need it that's exactly what I'm doing right now <laughs> drowning in windows oh yeah here it is okay. Um, the, so the highest appreciation was 20%. We were 15th at 12%. But most of the properties were... F- cities, right? 50, cities, I'm sorry. Most of the cities were 15% or higher. Um, nine of the 15 were 15% or higher. So they probably just had so much room to grow, though, right? I mean, weren't, they weren't starting at 400000 They were starting at considerably lower, I'm guessing. Yeah, the lowest... The I can't lowest, imagine Oshkosh, Wisconsin was, you know, a huge get... Great market. That, that's probably why. Yeah, that's how they get there. Well, right? it's funny like, oh. that you you picked, which of course you would do that because you're good. Is um, uh, you picked the lowest lowest uh, median sales price, which was Oshkosh at two twenty. There you go. So, so two twenty. Right. Right. You know what also tied with Oshkosh though for two twenty is so if you're, uh, if you're, Fayetteville. If you're North 30, Carolina. 40 miles away, so I kind of think I do the math from like Palm Beach County, at least northern Palm Beach County to St. Lucie County, because that's that urban sprawl. How far are you mm-hmm. willing to drive to save what? And I'm thinking, you know, about probably 30, 40, 50, maybe 60 miles mm-hmm. each way for a yep. lot of folks yep. might be worthy. So I'm just trying to think what might be 60 miles away. Probably in Wisconsin, you can probably get a lot of places 60 miles. So you're like, I'll go to where the homes are 200,000. I was, gosh. I was mm-hmm. just talking to um, somebody who was thinking of moving to Alabama, and we were talking about uh, he's once again the tech industry up there. We were talking about options, and then he mentioned that. He also looked at a couple of properties in Tennessee. And I was like, wait a second. You, the city that you're looking to move to is close to the Tennessee border? And he said, yeah. Alabama's a super, and I know it's a poor state, but that's a super high tax state, isn't it? Yes. It so is. So that's the point. So comparatively, I, Tennessee is a better option. That's exactly yeah, what yeah. I told him. I said, hey, Tennessee has no state income tax. If you could be on the border of Tennessee and be on the Tennessee side and commute to 
what's that city in uh, Alabama, the Rocket City, where all Rocket the all city. the tech people, all the tech companies are for a rocket ship building? Oh. There's a place in Alabama. They even had a TV show called Rocket City something or other. Yeah, I don't know. But when you said the rocket ship, I was like, okay, yeah, now yeah, I, I so don't that's, know. That's where this uh, person wants to be close to. Okay. And I'm like, you'll save so much money and probably get better appreciation in Tennessee over time than in Alabama. So Huntsville? Uh, you know, Huntsville. Thank you. Thank you. It is. It's Huntsville. Huntsville Alabama. So uh, kind of interesting about that. I just thought, so congratulations, Port St. Lucie. How about that? You're right in there with the top appreciation. Now, what does that mean to people down here? People down here, uh, Port St. Lucie has a lot of ways to grow compared to the areas of Palm Beach County, Broward County, Dow County, Dade County. We've used up a lot of the land in those counties. Um, so land is very hard to find. Port St. Lucie, plenty of places to build still. Um, the price points are so much lower in St. Lucie County that eventually that's going to become a tipping point and it's going to become super attractive to employers eventually. That's the thing that's holding Port St. Lucie back right now is there are no big employ- employers there yet. Yeah, and the willingness to drive isn't in the masses yet. Uh, how's the, Amazon. Uh, how's, the cost yeah. of, uh, how's the cost for lots? There Let's see. I was just looking at one. They They're going crazy? between like seventy-five and one hundred and fifty, depending. And yeah. what were they That's going for? Twenty-five years ago. Twenty-five. Well, five years, maybe, in the fifties. Okay, so they haven't gone super wild in the well, appreciation. Well, if you're at fifty and you seventy-five, that's a fifty percent increase. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah I guess you know what I mean. Yeah, that would, but that's only ten percent a year. Right for land, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it's, but it's still yep. it's still affordable, I guess. You it know, is. all things considered. Um, like to wrap up. Uh, I'd like to wrap up this segment with the tin can life. Okay, we're going to talk about this. I thought it was really funny, and I never, I didn't. Use, I'm not using the tin can life in a bad way, guys. So don't get all bent out of shape about me. Everybody's being so politically correct nowadays. <laughs> but um, briny breezes. Have you ever heard of the town briny breezes, guys? Have no, you ever heard of it? I haven't. Okay, uh, Briny Breezes is a um, is a town just outside of Ocean Ridge, basically. Okay, Ocean Ridge is over by Boynton Beach because a lot of oh, people don't okay. know where Ocean Ridge I, is either. Yeah, okay, so Ocean Ridge is a very wealthy, wealthy oh, uh, community, right, right okay. on the ocean. A very wealthy community it used to be part of Boynton Beach before Boynton Beach became stupid and cut them loose, and they wish they had the tax base from. Ocean Ridge now. But um That's where you're looking, right, Johnny? Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, looking over there. Yeah. To sell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh what what happened is is Briny Breeze Briny Breezes was incorporated in nineteen sixty three or sixty seven and it was a um it was a um it was a basically they call it the tin can life because it was basically a mobile home park that they built. Now oh. what makes this okay. unusual, it's right on the ocean. And when I say right on the ocean, you're on the western part of this community is A1A, and the eastern part of the community is the ocean, right? So everybody's living in these mobile homes. They usually can't even get insurance for them. They just buy them cash. And people live there since How 1960s. How about that developer, right? They're like, you know what we should put here? <laughs> mobile homes. Well, in 63, <laughs> there was nothing out here. That so was like like – I always joke that there was just no ability to plan for growth in the state, mm-hmm. like ever. And that developer went. That's exactly. Mobile homes. 
So, this but is, I bet you there's so, so there's man. about 500 mobile homes they, in this community, and it's their own city, their own town. That's, that's awesome. They have they a were, little post office, and they have um, like they have like a city hall, but really it's a community center. It's really like a a glorified homeowners association that happens to be a government agency, right? Oh. It's really kind of interesting. And um, back during the last boom, right, in 05, 03, 05, um, a developer came in and offered the residents a million dollars for each mobile home, right? So, so, so they, they were going to pay a half one. a billion dollars for all the mobile homes, right? <laughs> what you say? Each one. Yeah, yeah. each one. So everybody so, was so going to get a million their, bucks. They own their lots? Yeah. Okay, that's... So oh, yes, yeah, so they own the lots. Good for them. So... Everybody was going to get a million bucks, basically. It, 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 what was going to happen was the ones near the ocean were going to get a little more money. The ones near A1A were going to get a little less money. Sure. But it was going to average out to a million bucks, and they took it. Now, that city had been offered – it's uh, 40-something acres, like 45 acres. They've been offered over and over again for developers, and the residents kept going, I'm not leaving. I love this place. It's very low cost. I hear the ocean every day. I get in my little golf cart if you're on the eastern part of this or the western part of the of the community, and you drive your golf cart and your toes are in the sand. Why in like would you ever want to leave that? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. why would I ever let that ever. go? I'm, ever. It's not worth it. Well, a developer just came back again, a different. De- oh, so they took that one. They took the million dollars a piece, but then the market crashed and the developer pulled out. Now we're at what ten years later or whatever. Oh. It's a 10, 12 years later, and. A new developer came in, and they just offered him a half a billion dollars. What do you think the residents did? They offered him a half a billion? billion. Well, that's 500, 500, 500 million, million. So half a billion. Yeah. So it went from a million? No, a million each. It went from a million 500 each? 500 properties. So back in 07, they offered him a half a billion. Oh, so there's 500 units there. So. Right, there's 500 units. So, so a million dollars each unit comes out okay. to half a billion. So the same offer. They basically got the same yes, offer. Yes, exactly. Okay. Oh, okay. 2007. No way. So you say no way. <laughs> no what, way. what do you think? Are you giving me the same offer from uh, 15 years ago? I'd no. say they take it. Yeah. No well, Johnny's right. They laughed him out the door. That's no hilarious. Didn't even think about it. <laughs> no Didn't even way. think about it. They, they were like, no way. I'm not giving up okay. my lifestyle right. for that. We tried that 15 Years, 15 years ago, that was worth it. Today, they said, you got a, you true, got a couple true. way yeah, deeper yeah, pockets. Yeah, they true. said the offer was so insulting, they yeah. decided not to counter. No kidding. <laughs> wow. It I don't want insulting. your measly half a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. So what happened was... Is, million. Uh, what am I going to do with a million dollars? So some of the residents were saying... For my mobile home. That the property values have increased by three times At least. since 2007. So they're thinking, true. don't even come back without a, you know, without a full B... In the number, like yeah, one billion or that's more. That's got to be like three and a half, so, four million each. So they're looking, yeah. they're they're asking, looking for two million to three million a piece is what oh, they're I looking feel like for they're right cutting now. Cutting them a break. Yeah, maybe you should be negotiating <laughs> yeah. for it, Johnny. Hey, Bronny Breezes, if you need a new negotiator, you got to call Johnny C. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I just thought that was funny. So the tin can life is worth way more in Bronny Breezes than a million dollars. How about is that? Is that awesome? Yeah. yeah. God bless them. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, probably, uh, what, summer homes, you know, back in 1960 or yeah. something, you know, they were just a summer home. And that's why nobody thought much of it, right? Could you know? be. And then yeah. it just everything built up around them, and they stayed and kept it their own little community. Uh, it was on, a great idea. On the beach. If yeah. you, like, if, just... I don't know how much those are going. I didn't have time to search them, 
But there was in the article, there was a lady that just bought her property only seven years ago. And I was thinking when I'm reading the article, what a great way to, like, if, if you're willing to take a little chance, you buy one of those mobile homes. You don't care if it get washed away or not during a hurricane right. because, really, you're buying the land, the land. and waiting for the, everybody to cave in. So if that place gets blown away, I'm sure that then they'll be ready to go to the developers. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Right? <laughs> and if you're going in on the ground floor of that, you know what I mean? You could do very, very well over there if you're willing to take the chance. But... The chances of it blowing away, it's been there since 1963. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, that thing's not going anywhere. <laughs> I don't think it's going anywhere. It's not anywhere. going anywhere. So anyway, yeah. And uh, I think we said it earlier, man, scared money don't win, right? Yeah, it exactly. Uh, we got to do a quick little reset. We get back to it. We got a ton more to get into. What are we going to talk about when we come back, Jimmy? Uh, we're we're going to talk about housing thefts in South Florida because this is kind of like a trend right now that people are stealing other people's home. Now, I'm talking about stealing it. I'm not talking about burglaries. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm like, talking about stealing the like home. Were you, like, were you pulling your driveway and you're like, where did I put my house? <laughs> <laughs> no, more like, who the heck is living in my house? That's more like it. Oh, boy. This should be interesting. Uh, we have uh, sure. plenty of options. For you to be not only involved with the show, but in contact with all the members of the show, not just Jimmy D. Florida Talk Real Estate is a dot com, your one stop real estate shop. You get access to the entire team. These are pros, pros there at Florida Talk Real Estate.com. And you got them all at Florida Talk Real Estate.com on Facebook, YouTube. Remember Florida Talk Real Estate as well. And you can always join us on the radio on a Saturday. It's 877 927 6969. If you want to jump on right now, Jimmy there, get you a nice little cup of coffee during your break. Four minutes from now, we'll get back to your phone call. And, of course, uh, thefts of your home. I get to get these details. We'll do it four minutes from now. Florida Talk Real Estate right here on Real Radio. Florida Talk Real Estate with Jim DePola and Johnny C. Got a question for the show? Call us live at 1-877-927-6969. Great to have you with us on a Saturday. We got hour number two. We're going to finish strong for you on a Saturday. Two hours of infotainment. That's right. We take you 9 until 11 up into the locker room every Saturday here on Real Radio. We is me, Johnny C., your air traffic control. Our producer extraordinaire, Jimothy, he's going to do double duty as always. How are you, my friend? I am very well. I hope you are too, Johnny, Jim, and thank you for listening. Thank you for being here, my friend. And yes, thank you for listening on the old terrestrial radio. Maybe you're on your iHeartRadio app or live streaming with us. Facebook and YouTube. Find us, Florida Talk Real Estate on both. And always remember, Florida Talk Real Estate is the dot com. Speaking of Florida Talk Real Estate, our fearless leader, I've been telling you for 11 plus years now, he runs a top producing Keller Williams team. Keller Williams Innovations. You find the Florida Home Pros team. And Jimmy D. There's Jim DePole, everybody. How are you, buddy? Happy South Florida, everybody. Hope yeah. everybody's doing well, doing well. Uh, we are going to talk about, don't you hate it when this happens, when your house gets stolen from you, you don't even know? I hate it when that happens to me, when my house gets stolen. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> it's like, what the heck is going on with this? Another only in Florida story. Um I've been reading about this a little bit in the um, the local paper. I don't even know what to say about this because of this copyright thing that's been happening with me. So I'm not going to mention the paper, but it's where I used to work. <laughs> if anybody knows me better enough, one of the local newspapers down here, not in Palm Beach. Well, it's a little bit in Palm Beach County, but it's based in Broward County, not the Dade County one, <laughs> not the Palm Beach County one, but the 
Broward County one. I used to work at that paper. So um, anyway, um, they've been doing some really good journalism about um, people stealing people's houses. And at first I wasn't thinking it was that, you know, not a big deal. Um, not too much of a big deal, although it's a big deal to the people that it happens to. Yeah, it is. But I didn't think it was like a uh, meaning a like um, a thing. Yeah, yeah, like it was a thing, right? But apparently, it's a thing. So Broward County property appraiser Marty Clark um, decided that uh, he was going to crack down on this housing theft stuff. And what's happening is it's very complicated. So I don't want to get into all the details of how people steal other people's properties. But basically, it's uh, through identity theft and forging documents. <laughs> basically, you want to make things simple. Gotcha. Okay. But what they found out was is in order to get control of the property, they've got to take that illegal documents and filings and all that and then turn it into the administrative and county system to get recognized that you're the new owner of the property. Right. And so what was happening was a lot of this stuff was just slipping through the cracks. Uh, the clerk of the courts would just sign off on whatever document was in front of them. Sure, right? set it and forget it. They're just yeah. an autopilot. And I'm not I'm not complaining about clerk no, of the no, courts no, because no. technically uh, – They're just doing their job. All they are supposed to do is process the That's documents, it. not know They're if not the documents are legal or not. No, nah, right? no, nah, they just process. People don't understand that. Thing. Right. So they think, why is the clerk of the courts doing something? Well, they're, they're the paper processors. It's not their job. That's right. So what they found out was is that these people were taking the houses, and it was going in the paper a lot. They were doing several stories talking about the different people that were impacting. And then they found this uh, one guy that was arrested uh, for this uh, crime, and he was part of a group of people that were doing this. And then he got released on bail. And then during the bail process, check this out, they gave him 30 days to vacate the property he's accused of stealing. Meanwhile, the seller couldn't get the the not the seller the homeowner the owner. couldn't get access to the house of the person that is arrested and charged right. with stealing their houses in their house and they couldn't get them out. So they literally arrested them for it, but still, when they let them out, they're like, "Still, you can have the house that you stole for thirty days." Yeah. Yeah, you have 30 days to vacate wow. that house you're accused of stealing. You got 30 days to get out of there. And when you look at all the documents and you find out, like, what they did, it's so easy once you know the people that do this. It's so easy to prove that they don't have any legal access to this house. Well, and it's easy to protect yourself from it, too. We're going to get into that. Let, I mean, me, let me hold that at the end, but you're right. We're going to get into it's that. simple. So what happened was is the Broward County Chief Administrative Judge, his name is uh, Jack Tudor. Um, and the tutor who tutored the tooth. Yeah, Judge Tudor. So uh, the judge to die has been reading these. Two, he's two, been two. reading. <laughs> Sorry, Jenna. We went to CSB, Connecticut <laughs> School of Broadcasting, and our um, what, what was that course that was uh, enunciations? Enunciations, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking. Yeah, he was awesome. What was his? I can't think of his name yeah, either. Man. I can picture his face too. Yeah, and he was uh, he was in a movie called uh, uh, All About the Benjamins. Right, uh, hmm. but he taught us how to speak. Yes. And obviously, if you've listened to me on the radio all these years, that did not stick. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, but one of, our, one of our exercises was a tutor who tooted the toot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry for the trigger, Jim, but for anybody that's no, wondering that... what the hell me and Jimothy were doing, welcome to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. That, that's so funny. Bob Carter. Bob Carter. Oh, Bob there you go. Carter? Wow. Bob Carter. Wow. Oh, that's that guy what... was awesome. So, uh, 
I would have failed that class too. Right. That's why I, I always passed. say. That's why I always yeah. say. I, have yeah. to, I, have the, I think everybody does. My check cleared. I have the exactly. face for radio. <laughs> yep. Uh, face for radio, voice for newspapers. That's the way I'm sticking to it. Nice. So uh, with with Tudor, he was reading this article about this guy that got released on bail, and then the family couldn't get their house back because the guy accused of stealing the house got 30 days to vacate all his stuff and move, That's right? Amazing. And the Broward County Chief Judge Tudor said basically, that doesn't play right. Homie, don't play that. Let's <laughs> say he said that, right? Since we're talking about all about the Benjamins back then, that was like one of the lines back then, right? Nice. Not from the movie. But um, anyway, so what happened was is he put out an administrative order letting all the judges know if you see any of these um, documents coming across, uh, keep an eye out that there's a lot of fraud going on here. And they also are trying to expedite when sellers are coming forward saying that they've been taken advantage of in their house. They lost the title to their house to expedite those cases so that um, it won't take so long to get them resolved. For real. Right now, it's months and months and months, according to the Sentinel. Oh. Now expediting it, you know, the wheels of justice grind slowly, right? Or turn slowly or whatever. Yes. So months and months might turn into weeks and a month, you know, it, we don't know, but their, their radar's up. Now, here's the thing I also found really surprising. Clark, the Broward County property appraiser, um, set up an investigative team just to find out who's ripping off all these houses and try to find out the bad guys. They have 300 active investigations right now, oh. and that's just Palm Beach County. And you know these criminals aren't just hitting one wow. county. Right. No way, right? These criminals are everywhere. Yeah, no, so, they cost out a big net and see what they can get. Exactly, and uh, probably I'm surprised they're doing it in the bigger counties. You figure they would be better off in the smaller counties where they don't have as much resources, right? Okay, I can see you know that. I mean? Or ones that have a... Oh, a lot of volume. A lot maybe of volume. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they just true. fall into the yeah. cracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But maybe again, we can get one of the criminals to call us up now and tell us the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah. But again, the process it's not it's just not getting flagged unless you're catching it or putting a, putting yourself in a position to catch it. It's not getting flagged anywhere until it's already done. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's I mean, really it's, it's after the fact. Right. So that brings us to your thing, Johnny. And uh well, because I remember it was probably a couple years ago, Jim, because we were in the wild studio. So this is prior to the pandemic, right? We had somebody from Palm Beach County Clerk's office on, and they were talking about how Dorothy you could, Jacks. Was it Dorothy Jacks? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, real simple process about just going on the website, and you can sign up for protecting yourself for this very act. And it took minutes. It's Yeah, it's literally minutes. And that's what I wanted to bring out. We always try when we talk about these scams of how to protect yourselves. Right. So there is those companies out there. I think they you call it commercials life. for them. Yeah. 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 Like Newt like, Gingrich and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And they have these groups. You know, they have these title companies where they say, yeah, they're going to um, check your title yeah, all the time. Like if yeah. everything comes out. Uh, they'll alert you right away, and there's a fee. It's I don't know how much it is. You, but you shouldn't have to pay for that. Yeah, stuff. so you don't have to. You could just go to either the property appraiser of your county. Sometimes it's the clerk of the courts and not the property appraiser. But you can go there and sign your property up, and then if anything happens to your title, you'll be automatically notified. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to stop it, unfortunately. No, but they're going to be like, hey, something's happening. There's a process going on with your title right now. And that would and be— And at least you can be like, oh, 
Why? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, there's not. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we're waiting. Uh, I mean, not what we're waiting. So one of the things I'm going to do is, is um, we're going to have a special show. It might be next week, but um, we're going to put together all the government programs that are out there for people and kind of go over a whole bunch of different programs. And I'm not just talking about down payment assistance. I'm talking about uh, – the FHA loan modification system that's out there for people that might be in trouble from the COVID uh, mortgage payments. Um, we're going to be talking about that home hardening program. Uh, there's a big, we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but we're going to go over all the different programs. And um, one of the things we're going to do during that show is we're going to give you the links of where you could go in each county so that you can sign up for that service for free. Awesome. So you don't have to pay for the cost for doing that. So I can't believe that people are still in houses down here. Well, actually, I can believe people yeah. are still in houses down here. Believe but it. don't let it be you. Now, Jim, can I ask? Mm-hmm. I mean, so if you sign up for something like that and, you, you know, you they just say, they give you some sort of notice, there's a red flag, something's going on. And, you know, Johnny, what's going on? It shouldn't be. What is your next action? Oh, well. Do you contact the police? Do you contact a well, lawyer? Do you- the, that's a very good question. The first thing. I would probably do is I would go like if I was in Broward County, if I was in Broward County, the first thing I would do is I would do two things. Number one, I would call up Marty Clark's office, right? The Broward County property appraiser say I found another one because he's already got an investigative team going. Right. Here's so one that's just happening. Here's one that's just happening and give one. it to them right away so right. they can jump on it. Okay. Which would also help with the judges and everything down there to expedite your problem. Uh-huh. On the other counties, um, I would still try to reach out to the property appraiser um, or the clerk of the courts, but I'd also be calling, a, in both, both situations, I'd also be calling a real estate lawyer to find out what I need to okay. do right away. Okay. So you should call Paul Krasker. Paul Krasker. The go. law that's office is a Paul A. Krasker. Yep. Yep. Paul, that's, call, and he can help you. Yes, okay. right. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what we would do. Okay. Absolutely. Hey, we just had a person uh, apply for the student loan program. We haven't had that in a while. Huh. So that was pretty good. I was glad that that happened. Excellent. So we're going to talk about that program, too, as part of the programs, is the student loan modification program. That person, uh, Johnny, was paying, I think, 400 and some odd dollars a month, and now they're going to be paying $50 a month on that program. Beautiful. And wow. they don't owe that extra money as long as they keep their payments on time. Yeah, and they so, and they got uh, they found out they qualified for that with uh, pretty painless fifteen questions. As long as you provide the right answers, they gave a you know a, a new payment to the penny all over it's the phone. In. Yeah, all it's over the phone. Real simple process. If you're intrigued, FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. That's FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. Find us on Facebook or YouTube as well. But FloridaTalkRealEstate.com is your one stop real estate shop. Of course, we're live on a Saturday. You can join us toll free at 877 927 6969. 877 927 6969. If you'd like to be on the radio with us, you're more than welcome. Jimothy's waiting to answer your call. So um, let's talk about the home hardening program. Okay. Uh, do you remember what that program is? We mentioned it once or twice on the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like an improvement type situation, right? Right. It was part of that whole. Um, it was part of the um, when the legislators were changing the insurance rules down here, which were making it much more in favor of the insurers over the property owners. One of the things that they did to help the property owners 
is to offer $100 million out there for single-family homeowners um, to get up to $10,000 to harden their home from hurricane protection. Harden it. Yeah, so that included uh, replacing a roof, restrapping your roof if you don't have enough strapping on it to meet today's codes, um, impact windows and doors, garage door, and I think one or two, let's see... Yeah, and exterior doors, wind-resistant exterior doors, in case your door doesn't meet hurricane coats. So they, they brought out $100 million for that, and that program's been going around. Now there's a legislation out there uh, that they're hoping to pass that is going to add another $100 million um, to, um, to this program. And they're going to expand it to not just single-family homeowners, but also townhomes now, mm. which makes sense to me because townhomes and single-family homes usually have the same type of insurance. Condos usually are covered, like the roofs and the windows are usually covered by the condo association. But with a townhome and a single-family home, you're responsible for the whole structure. So it makes sense to expand it to the townhome. There's also talk that they're not just going to keep it to set, uh, to the hurricane-prone areas, so like South Florida's ground zero, and then um, like if you lived in Gainesville, you couldn't use this program, right, mm -hmm. because it wasn't in a hurricane zone, right? <laughs> so now they're expect, expected to um, increase the area to statewide where anybody that wants to use this program can. Yeah, I love that hurricane zone. It's like we, we live in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> We're in a hurricane We're zone. We're in a hurricane zone. <laughs> Now, there's a couple of other things related to this. Um, uh, this is what I found really surprising about this. They have some stats here of what's happened to the $100 million that they put out for the first program that's already been passed. Okay. I was actually a little, I was a little disappointed to see what the numbers were. Um, hold on here. Oh, yeah, here it is. Okay. So... Through April 18th, so it's a pretty updated uh, article, right? Through April 18th, Broward County homeowners had the um, most inspections for this program. So the program seems pretty complicated to me, okay? It's not a simple program. The first thing you do is you apply. Then if they agree uh, that you meet the qualifications on paper, then they come out and they do a windstorm mitigation inspection, right? Based on that, the inspector will recommend what kind of grants that you would be approved for. Is it your windows, your roof, your garage door, you know, whatever, okay? So in Broward County, we had 5,200 inspections, and out of the 5,200, 1,600 applications were approved, okay? Does the homeowner pay for the inspection? I Think it's free, but I'm not sure, Johnny. Okay. I, that's one of the things I have to. That's why I want to. It's a great question. That's why I want to do a program story, right? Um, so only one third of the people that asked for the inspection in Broward actually got the application approved. Palm Beach County was the second place county with 3,000 inspections and 878 applications approved. Okay. So if you add both of them together, it only comes out to about 2,500 people so far in those two counties had been approved for the applications through April 18th. I thought that was kind of light. Yeah. Well, we don't know what exactly the threshold is to be approved. It, it might simply be, hey, your house is sound. 
Well, right? one of the you things I found— You don't need any hardening. Your, well, here's the thing. Like one person that was talked about in the article, they had uh, metal shutters, but they wanted to put impact in. Oh, well— and they were like, no, I, you can't do that. Yeah, that's – Yeah, I mean, I, we all do, right? Right, yeah. right. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so now here's the other thing. Now, for the state, we've had 48,000 people registered. Only about half of that, 22,000, got the home inspection, right? And of the 22,000, 6,000 of the 22,000 were approved. Mm. So – I'm wondering in my mind if uh, a lot of people are being disappointed by this program because it seems like a lot of people are applying, but not a lot of people are getting. Yeah. Well, we got like, we really need to hone in on the parameters, the, the, the qualifications. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, have to I'm figure it out because it seems like there's a lot of wasted time where people are applying and they don't have a shot and they don't know. Well, you know could, what I mean? Because I think be throwing spaghetti at the wall, though, just seeing what sticks. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. But it would be helpful if they knew more details of what it takes, so For you're sure. not going through the whole process and then seeing what happens, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So um, we're going to see what happens with this uh, program. I have a couple of thoughts on this. A couple of thoughts are, um, well, at first I was thinking the hundred million wasn't going to be enough, and putting more money to this program I think would be very smart for the state. Even though it's taxpayer money and I understand it, I feel like with the insurance crisis we have, if we can get more houses meeting current insurance standards, that we're going to have less and less problems in the future. But why should we use taxpayer dollars to prop up potential uh, costs for private companies? Well, it's kind of saying the same thing about the down payment assistance program. It's affordability issues. It's not because you're not subsidizing a company. You're helping people own a home. What do you mean subsidizing in a company? So by by doing by subsidizing the quote unquote hardening of a home, you're, mm-hmm. you're basically saying you're helping out the insurance companies with uh, potential claims, right? Well, that's the whole point of everything that everybody's doing right now. We're trying to figure out There's how to reduce more the ways cost to for, subsidize. We're, we're trying to reduce though. the amount of claims and the cost for the claims. Yeah, right, that's the at two the, things. At the cost of taxpayer dollars. Well, there's truth to that, but why should the insurance co- – I'm just playing devil's advocate. The insurance company is like, well, we'll insure your home as long as you make it financially sound for me, right? So if the numbers don't work based on so the these, condition these, of the these home. So these homes uh, – uh, you're setting it up like a qualifier is that your, your home is uninsurable. So that's a totally different beast. We're talking about – getting them more sound. I think these homes are all insurable. They probably all have property insurance. Well, I don't have have the answers to that, but no one with the problems with the roof. Like this going to five years useful life for a roof starting May 1st. Guys, if you haven't heard this, we talked about it in detail with Ross last week. Uh, From now on, when you go to get your insurance uh, for renewals starting September 1st, um, if your house is 20 years old, you're going to be required to do a useful life report. And if the useful life report shows that your roof has less than five years useful life, you're going to have to get a new roof or you're not going to get insurance. And it used to be three years, just to put it in perspective. And uh, new homes, if you're buying a, not a brand new home, but if, if you're buying a 20-year-old home, let's say next month, right, uh, after May 1st, and you're closing after May 1st, and your house is 20 years old, the insurance company is going to require a useful life report. And if it doesn't meet five years, you're going to have to start dealing with that. 
So all these things are just squeezing, squeezing, squeezing. So I'd rather see, and this is just my opinion. I, anybody could be right or wrong about this. I'm not saying I'm 100% right, and I understand where you're coming from. Sure. Well, where's the where's the tax? Because you say taxpayers. There's, there's only so many tax streams mm-hmm. in this state. Mm-hmm. Well, where's the tax stream? Where are they siphoning this off from? Well, I think it's coming from COVID, but I'm not sure yet. So it's not taxpayer dollars, Florida taxpayer dollars. Those, we're talking about federal funds. That it are could be. Okay, so totally different beast. Because yeah. we are sitting on a ton of money from those coffers that national, the I think tax so. I think we are. That's my opinion too, yeah. but I don't have the facts for that. That's the way I feel. So What's, that's a totally what, different beast because that's yeah, just so free money. If they're using the money from COVID and things like that, that they didn't use hundreds of millions of dollars that didn't get used. Then I would think that that would be, in a way, a good thing sure. to help people. So we'll see how this stuff goes with the hardening. But um, when you say taxpayers, I feel like you know the burden is falling on the Florida uh, population, and that I, I, I'd, be, I'd just be more curious about where the streams coming from. Because if it's uh, you know if it's being pulled from other aspects, then I don't know. Yeah, um, I can understand that because it's then, you know, where does the best use of the dollars? I totally get that. I just feel like housing is like housing and employment right now are the two crucial things, in my opinion, to keep this economy going. And housing is so crucial right now. And usually when we have good Florida, people forget this. Number one industry in Florida is tourism, tourism, right? Number two. Real estate and construction, number three, agriculture. Okay? So when the real estate market gets hurt in Florida, it isn't like Iowa. (laughs) Iowa has other types of industries that are more bigger and more impactful in people's lives than the houses they buy and sell. But in Florida down here, real estate is such a crucial economic juggernaut of everything that Florida has been. And and it's been like that since way before we've been around here. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what will happen with that. But the home hardening program is an option for you if you want to find out more about it. Uh, We can point you in the right direction so you can give us a call. Always a hub of information at floridatalkrealestate.com. Your one-stop real estate shop. It's floridatalkrealestate.com. One more break. We get back at it? Yes. uh, The next thing we're going to talk about is what's your secret number? What would the interest rates have to be for somebody to decide I'm in or I'm out? in the real estate market. This is a question I've been asking for 11 years from our customers. And there's a new national study that came out with the same question. And they have some interesting facts about that. We're well, I'm glad you specified because my knee-jerk reaction was 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> FloridaTalkRealEstate.com, your one-stop real estate shop. <laughs> Jonathan, you're looking at me like it's not. Uh, <laughs> I got 20 bucks, Johnny. Yeah, well, we got four minutes, my brother, so we can do it twice. <laughs> nice. Uh, FloridaTalkRealEstate.com, your one-stop real estate shop. Know it, use it, love it, and share it on Facebook and YouTube. We live stream. It's Florida Talk Real Estate. And we got one more segment for you on a Saturday. Florida Talk Real Estate right here. It's Real Radio. Florida Talk Real Estate with Jim DePola and Johnny C. Got a question for the show? Call us live at 1-877-927-6969. You got about 20 minutes remaining on a Saturday if you want to make that toll-free call into the show, 877-927-6969. 
course, if you dial that number, say, 30 minutes from now, you'll be talking with the locker room. Greek and Joe be joining Jimothy here before you know it. Great to have you with us on a Saturday. Us, that's me, Johnny C. Jimothy is our producer extraordinaire. Hello, my friend. Hello, hello, and good morning. And, of course, our fearless leader is Jimmy D. Jim DePole has been running a top-producing Keller Williams team. I've been telling you for over 11 years. Keller Williams Innovations, you find the Florida Home Pros team. There's Jimmy D. How you be? Hey, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Happy South Florida. Beautiful day out today. I'm going to be showing properties to a teacher named Tom today uh, who's going to be using the Hometown Heroes program and getting uh, 5% of the purchase price of whatever he buys back to pay for down payment and closing costs. How cool is that? It's a beautiful thing. We actually use the programs we talk about on the show when we don't like the programs. We'll tell you why. Yeah. We've done that in the past, yeah, remember? Yeah, I still use them even don't like them. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes it's better not to use yeah. them sometimes. So sometimes. We, we tell you like the ins and outs of all that. Uh, today, uh, right now, what we're going to be talking about is the psychology of home buyers and a little bit of sellers, okay? So when I first started the show, Johnny... Uh, it was 2012 when we first started the show. Sorry, I didn't sure. mean to say I started well, the show. Well, you did. But um, when we um, started in January 2012, it was really um, it was really interesting because it was a very slow market. Almost every six out of ten homes that were being sold and closed at that time were short sale or foreclosure. Yeah, wild. Time. We just said seven for the whole county <laughs> for a month. <laughs> what a difference! <laughs> yeah, and six out of ten homes that you were buying back in 2012, 2013 were uh, short sales or foreclosures. So it, we were in a very tough economy. The buyers that were buying felt very squeezed at the time, very similar to today's market. The buyers felt very uncomfortable, but they felt that home ownership in the long run was going to be better for them. So they went and they worked with us very hard in our mortgage companies to try to build up what they needed to do. We had to repair a lot of credit and then get them into houses. Now, the interest rates back then, I oh, I, I did something that I thought was interesting because um, we're talking about interest rates. What do you think the interest rates were the first week we started on the show? Because I looked it up last night. Did you? Yeah, isn't that interesting? So January 7th, 2012. What was the interest rates January 7th, 2012? All right. So I closed in September of 2014. Uh, around six. Okay. What are you thinking, Jim? I said it's like 7%. Like it was just the beginning of it going way, way down. 3.91. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Yes. It was 3.91, and yes, I even was surprised. I thought it was a little higher. I thought it was closer to the uh, sixes is what right. I thought. Yeah, now, so it was sixes been... in 2011 and 2012. So we'd already I mean, been uh, the... 2011 and yeah. 2010, the it was push in down. the sixes. The pushdown had already happened at that It point. had already started. Yeah. So I used to sit down with the homeowners because we were at a lower price point. Considerably. And for a year and a half, I'd always say say things. We'd be sitting at the table. You'd be getting the keys to your house, right? So I go, Johnny, uh, congratulations on buying your home. Most of these people were first-time home buyers too at the time, right? So I said, uh, congratulations on buying your home. Let me ask you a question. What made you decide to buy right now? I always ask these questions, right? Always had the same answer from the buyers. Didn't matter demographically, you know, uh, uh, where they came from. Didn't matter economic-wise, you know, nothing. Uh, Employment-wise, they all had the same answer, right? Didn't matter who they were. Also, the same thing. Interest rates. 
And I'm like, well, what would the interest rates have to get to till you're out, right? Oh, actually, I had a little part of the script. I would say, Johnny, congratulations on buying your house. What made you buy the house? Uh, interest rates, right? It wasn't, I love the home. You know, I love the price. I love this. I love that. It was all only about the interest rate. Then I would say, that's, that's cool. I go, you got 3.91%. Do you realize that when President Eisenhower created the 30-year mortgage uh, back in the 50s, that the interest rates were over 4% <laughs> for interest rates back then? And they, were, they, you know, they wouldn't seem to react to that too much because I'm wonky and I like that stuff. But then I would say, what would the interest rate have to be for you to get out of the market? And they all came up with the same answer. And it didn't matter who they were. It was amazing. It was like, did you like have a script that like is written over the door when you walk in? And uh, the answer was what eight eight percent. What do you think? Uh, right around the six number, probably five. Five. That was always really? the number. Yep. Back then in 2012, people wow. were like, if interest rates get to five percent, I'm out. Huh. Okay. And, now, and the median. <laughs> so we'll just stick with our wow. counties. Median was like half what it is now. Port St. Lucie was. Barely a hundred thousand dollars in twenty twelve. We're at three seventy five now. And Palm Beach County was probably Palm like Beach County was like two, yeah, two fifty. Let's say All roughly right, two like, fifty. They're like over five right now. Yeah, so they were half five seventy five. Were half, mm-hmm. and five percent was the cutoff. Five percent was the cutoff. Then, <laughs> <Wow>. Right. <laughs> so and people were like, at five percent, that's crazy town. Now back then in twenty twelve, the average over the forty years for the 30-year mortgage rate was between 7% and 9%, right? So people saying if it goes over... That's why Jimmy landed on Right, that's why Jimmy came up with date. But see, I'm older, so uh, to me, like I remember the days of 10, 12, 18%, like Johnny preaches from time to time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, I don't remember what my parents had, but... Something in that ballpark. I'm sure it was, yeah. So now now we are 10 years later, 11 years later, and now a big news organization just did a study to see what homeowners think would be the tipping point for interest rates where they would pull out immediately, right? Okay. And the, uh, these are potential buyers, okay? These are potential buyers saying, what is, what is the So they're in the rate? market right now. Well, potentially in the market. That's what we're going to get to psychologically. Mm. So what would be the interest rate for these potential buyers go, yeah, I think I'll just stay running. But right now they're okay? Let's say that they're thinking about buying a home right now. That makes them potential. All right. But we're asking those potential homeowners, so you think about buying a home, Johnny? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Well, what would be the interest rate, Johnny, where you decide you definitely not going to buy a home? All right. So we're at like six right We're at now. six now. We're yeah. already above what yeah. you know was the yeah. cutoff point. And so you got to remember, so... they were thinking 5% back in 2012. Right. So what do you think 2023 would be the number? I hate to keep using it, but I'll, I'll stick with eight. Yeah, I, I, would say, I, say, I feel like five would probably stick, but we're past that now. So I'll yeah. go with seven. 5.5%. It's the same number. Same so number. Right? Oh, they, got it. They, 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 they became more realistic and went up a half a point. Oh, geez. Right? So 10 years later, they're so, still saying 5%. So now, then those people are out there. They're not in the market. So yeah, here, yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of people okay. sitting on the sidelines right now waiting for something that hasn't happened yet, and they've been waiting a long time. And probably isn't going to. Right. I mean, and, if things go good, if we want them to go well, you're not going to see five and a half percent. You know, it's weird because you didn't ask me earlier, and I would have said that I thought that the people weren't 
were more anticipating that the housing prices would come down, not the interest rates. Right. But apparently, I'm completely wrong. Because well, that feels more realistic. Yeah, to me that's than, what I thought would have happened, Jimmy. Yeah. And that's what I. That's the one. I mean, I'm. I've been on market on. I've been on target a lot. Yeah. But that's one of the things I thought with the higher interest rates, we would see price depreciation. Uh-uh. We're really not seeing it uh, that. That much. No, if it's just, if anything, it's just slowing to maybe it's average sl- appreciation. Exactly. Yeah. It's just yeah. slowing. Town. It's just slowing down. Right. It's not going down. Right. It's just slowing down. Right. Because our average appreciation is around four percent, three to four percent. Three to four percent. Right. Now this we're is, seeing twelves for the last couple of years. So they're mm-hmm. going to slow down to get back to that three four percent annual appreciation. That doesn't mean we're not. Still appreciating. We're still appreciating. Right. Now, here's the other thing. 71% say 5.5% mortgage rate, keep your house. Huh. Right? They don't they stay renting. And so 71% of the potential buyers, right? Um, and then they think the 62% of those people believe historically normal interest rate is below 5.5%. They think historically... 5.5% is higher than the historic norm. And here's the other thing. They finally remember how we've had these low interest rates for so long, uh-huh. right? So back in um back in 2015 or 2014, no, it was 2012 or 2013, we got down to 3.3%, right? At one point, that was super low back then, right? And then and we were in a massive housing collapse. Right, we were in a, we're collapse. In a crash. Right. Yeah. And the reason why the interest rates are so low, there were so few buyers, the banks had to raise, had to reduce the rates in order to get buyers to come to the table. Right. And as you know, they wanted to get their property off the market. Six out of six, seven out of ten homes were either short sales or, or foreclosures. Foreclosure. So we were in a really rough time. So here's the thing that I found interesting. Remember, we always said seven to nine percent for the forty-year average. We've had such low interest rates for so many years now, right? Um, you know, over the last couple of years, I'm not talking about right this second, but over the last couple of years, we got down to 2.65%. Yeah. There were many years that we were hovering between 35 and 4% for the whole year. Really, for the last 10 years strong, the interest rates have been remarkably low. So the average interest rate over the 40 years has changed because we've had so many years of low interest rates recently. Well, so what qu- it's now, a quarter of that number now is impacted by really low rates. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not so now it that. comes to 7.75% mm-hmm. is the average interest rate over 40 years. So when I said 7 to 9 I was there, but now we have a real number because yep. they did the math. It's seven point seven five percent, right? So I found that um, we get to seven point seven five percent, and the housing market turns off. Well, we were at seven point oh eight in November, so we were close, right? Well, uh, three, we were close, not by hand, hand grenades and horseshoes close. Seven point seven five is a decent increase, right? Yeah. But seven point oh eight, the market just collapsed. Right, it turned off. So what I'm seeing right now is for buyers that really want to buy, six and a half percent is really the number that most people say I'm going to wait on the sidelines for. It's really depressing to see these buyers saying that they want to wait for five and a half percent because if that happens, even if it goes down from where we are today to five and a half percent, that's less than a point drop than where we are now. But well, the rates are incre- but the prices are increasing. So it's, you're going to pay. It's one thing, though, Jim, to say that if you know what at this this interest rate today, at the price point I'm looking for, 
I'm maxed out. That's all I can afford. It's one thing to say it based on knowing your numbers. And it's another thing to just lob out some yes. random interest rate yes. and be like, that's my cutoff point. No, your cutoff point is where you can't afford it anymore. Right? When that that the rubber meets the road, you, you have what I can afford, my monthly, and what I'm looking for, and the interest rate affects it, right? So that number shouldn't just be arbitrary. It should be an actual number that you know based on your finances. Mm-hmm. FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. Mike Rao, the mortgage guy from the mortgage firm, can work those numbers to be like, this, this is your pocket. When I was shopping for my home, we had a range of like $50,000 that we could shop. The top end, I know I was going to be house poor. The bottom end, I'd have money to do the things we'd love. We found something towards the bottom end to be comfortable in there. And everybody has that range, right? That's what that number should be based on. If people are just throwing out a number based on just some arbitrary, that's my number. That is almost the most absurd thing I've said today, right? A lot. There's a lot of motion <laughs> going. Stupid, there's man. a lot of motion going on. I kind of joke. It's like the Col- Stephen Colbert syndrome. Stephen Colbert, when he had that show a long time ago, not the new show he has, right? But the one on the Daily Show when he was the, the Colbert, Stephen Colbert Report. Colbert Report. Yeah. Thanks. When he was doing the Colbert Report, he used to joke around. He's like. Um, I don't believe in facts. I believe in my gut, <laughs> right? right? As facts don't matter. It's what my gut tells me. Yeah. What my gut tells me, that has to be true, right? That's awesome. And that's what people are doing right now. They're basing everything on pure emotion and not looking at what their options are. Right. And they're thinking that things are going to change without any data to back them up. Yeah, so there's what you feel and then there's what is real. What is real. You, are you a what's feel or what's real? You have to decide what you are. Feel or real? You should go to the real side, especially when it comes to real estate. Yeah. It's not real estate. <laughs> yeah. It's real estate. And, and here are two recent examples. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, I had two people call me up, um, both of them very concerned about how to sell their house, right? Um, one of them's moving out of state. The other one's going through a divorce, right? The one moving out of state, um, they're very concerned on the profit they're going to make. And the person keeps has repeatedly called me. I've kept in touch with them very, very well over time and gave them a lot of really great information. But the one thing that he has refused to do is to physically sit down and meet with me so we can go over the whole plan, right? And I'm not going to do that until I sit down with somebody. I'm not going to go over the whole plan of what can happen and understand all the numbers until we sit down and talk face to face. Right. And I knew that they weren't going to be selling their house for a long time, so I've been keeping in touch. And then what happened was one of the properties in their neighborhood just sold, and it sold for 10% below list price, which is is even low even for today's market. Oh, by the way, even that got stronger this month. Remember we were down to 92% of list price to sold price in Palm Beach County? Right, average. You're 98 Now we're at 90. Yeah, I'm at 98. Yeah. Uh, now, now it's at 94 so even that's getting stronger. Well, you're helping pull the number yeah, up. Yeah, I'm helping pull up. Yep. So the thing is, they wouldn't want to meet with the numbers. And um, they saw the 10% drop. And they lost their religion, right? And now they're trying to figure out, like, they're in total panic mode. And there's really nothing to panic on if you do it the right way. And they just don't know the numbers and they won't sit down and figure out the numbers and they don't want to even have somebody that can go over the numbers that is offered multiple times to meet with them mm-hmm. because they got it they're so in their head over this stuff that they're overthinking it now here's another couple 
this other couple that's going through a divorce, their house is in not great condition. And I met with them this week, and they went out to a uh, We Buy Houses Fast for Cash kind of company. Okay. And uh, they offered them a price. And I sat down and I showed them how they can make fifty to seventy-five thousand more after paying real estate commissions too. Substantial right? dollars, right? Big time on this. Yep. That's like more than. It's like twelve to fifteen percent more than what the other people were offering, even with the real estate commissions cl- carved out, carved in. Yeah. And we crunched all the numbers and showed how that would work. And it looks like they're not going to do the we buy houses fast for cash kind of thing, and they're going to come to me and try to maximize their money. Good for them. If you're looking to maximize money, going to those um, automatic offer places, that's not going to get you where you want. They're going to do a lot of smoke and mirrors with you. Yeah. But the I, difference, I, get, I get mail every day. We'll buy your house yeah. for cash. I yep. bet you would. Um, you would. Phone calls and, <laughs> and texts <laughs> and uh, e- uh, emails and regular mailings uh-huh. every day. Every day. Something. Mm-hmm. When we sat down and actually showed them that they could make potentially fifty to seventy thousand, seventy-five thousand dollars more than what they were being offered, and I broke it down by showing the comps, I actually did what's called a seller net sheet. You know what that is, Johnny. Sure. We'll be doing that with Jimmy eventually, where we actually break down all the costs to sell your home, so you know, including your mortgage and the real estate commission and your closing costs. Yeah, and what's your check going to be? All this stuff. What's the check at the end of the table? We can do all that. Going through all that information made the people open up their eyes. So now they understand that they have way more options, but they actually took the time to sit down and set the meeting with me and let them let me show them, you know, how the numbers worked. And I didn't know when I was going to meet with them what the numbers were. I didn't know maybe the We Buy Houses Fast for Cash deal was a good deal. Sometimes those are good deals and you should take them. Sure. But by doing the research and finding out, and then you have the other person who's now thinking of renting their house out when they move out of the area uh, because they're afraid they're not going to get what they want. And this guy isn't planned to be a, a rent, you know, a landlord. A landlord. An out-of-state landlord. That's going to be a mess if they go that way. So don't make decisions based on, based on emotion. Base it on fact, on real information, on track records, on what's happening in your community, based on your sales in your neighborhood, and figure out how to maximize when you're thinking of selling. Yeah, because real estate, and if you've listened to this show long enough, Jim has said it so many times, it is, uh, it's neighborhood to neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there is a general feel for the market, but... Neighborhood to neighborhood, you've you've referenced, quote-unquote, honey holes over the years. There's little pockets that you know are doing, like they're maybe not priced where they should be right now because the growth is coming, and you get these little honey holes, these great little investment spots, and you know, hey, this neighborhood, look what this neighborhood's doing. So it's neighborhood to neighborhood, and it's, that's all that information. It all is valuable from your numbers to knowing the marketplace. You got to get with people that are good at what they do, yes, Great at what they do if you can. That's why I tell you to go to floridatalkrealestate.com. That's why Jimothy and I are here every Saturday because, well, we've worked with this team, and we work with this team continually because they are great at what they do. Pros, pros, and they work cohesively together. If you go to floridatalkrealestate.com, you can find out for yourself. You now have the chat with Jim feature as well at floridatalkrealestate.com where you get access to Jim DePola's calendar. You figure out, hey, I want to chat with Jim at this time on this day, and it's available, and boom, you reserve the time. Jim calls you, and you have your consultation based on what you're looking for, and then you set up more from there. 
Pretty simple. FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. Facebook and YouTube as well. Ton of information to be had. Live streaming every Saturday. And remember, chunk informational videos to be consumed at Florida Talk Real Estate on YouTube. That's Florida Talk Real Estate LLC. Facebook, thanks for always being there. Good information shared around. And remember to share FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. You never know when you can change lives by sending somebody to FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. How's your uh, OnlyFans page coming? Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Soon? Pretty soon? I'm <laughs> Only feet. so uh yeah yeah, i have pictures of toes in the sand of my feet are toes in the sand nice (laughs) you're gonna get some creepy people over there just so you know (laughs) hey guys i just want to say thanks for holding up there you go (laughs) thanks for uh holding the fort with me today looking forward to next week's show and i hope you guys have a great weekend yeah you too jimmy d good luck uh finding that home for it's tom right teacher tom going out shopping for him today happy house hunting that's always a good time you guys have some fun good luck out there uh jimothy thanks for everything and uh i guess uh, greek and joe are going to join you guys going to squeeze out a sports show absolutely got four hours of magic coming up beautiful i love that continuing the tradition of the locker room on a saturday greek and joe they're going to join jimothy thank you for being with us on a saturday we'll get back at it next saturday two hours of infotainment it's every saturday nine to eleven and it's right here on real radio